Hi, I'm Felix. I'm here to talk about AirTwister in the Sega launch. Welcome to the Sega Lounge, where we celebrate our love for all things Sega, including the games, the music, and the community. I'm your host, KC. Join me as I talk to different guests and learn more about their projects and passion for Sega. Hello, welcome to episode 205 of the Sega Lounge. I'm sure there's a lot to be thankful for amidst all the craziness and not-so-fun stuff going on in the world. As for myself, I am mostly thankful for having you guys on that side listening to the show. You are very much appreciated. I also wanted to briefly mention a couple of things. Firstly, if you're listening to this episode on the week when it came out, Black Friday sales are upon us, which includes lots of discounts on Sega games and merch. It also includes sales on digital games like Steam's Autumn Sale. If you're looking for heavily discounted Sega games or merch, now's probably a good time to dig around the internet and take advantage. Other than that, let me give a special shout-out to previous guest of the show, John Hare. He came on the lounge back in March on episode 175, and his game Sociable Soccer 24 is finally available on PC. Yay! I haven't yet played it, but it should be worth checking out if you're a fan of a more arcadey type of football-slash-soccer game. Congrats to John on the launch, and if you've missed the show the first time around, check it out, episode 175. Great guest. Right then, with that out of the way, it's time to keep going. After a different style of episode last week, we're back to our interviews. So let's talk about this week's guest. Nothing can live, nothing can live without you. This week, I'm joined by Felix Wagner of Inin Games, who came on the lounge to talk about Air Twister, Yu Suzuki's latest game. Air Twister is now available on most platforms, so Felix was kind enough to share some interesting information on the game. We also talked about other Sega-related properties handled by Inin Games. Oh, and if you haven't tried the game yet, we're giving away a Steam code for Air Twister, so stick around for more details on that. Hey Felix, welcome to the Sega Lounge. Hi. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you here. so much, so much for coming. How's it going? Doing well? Oh, going good, going well. It's getting colder right now, but that's that's fine. I'm inside. It is. It is over here as well. Yeah, even in sunny Portugal, it's colder. Yeah, yeah this week. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate you taking the time to to come here and talk about Air Twister. But as as we were talking before we started recording, I always like to get to know my guests a little bit more, like uh, intimately. Maybe not really, <laughs> but okay. You you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And so. My first question is usually, how did you get into video games? Like, obviously, first as a gamer, I, I imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I basically, I grew up my entire life with video games. So um, my dad has been working as an independent trailer producer, filmmaker in the industry for 30 plus years now. So 
since I was born, I, I've been around video games. Um, now this started, so I'm born in uh, 1995, so I'm uh, 28 now. Um, this was right around the time with the N64, um, the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 later, of course, the first desktop PCs. Um, I still remember playing StarCraft 1 with my brother, connecting both PCs with a LAN cable because <laughs> even Wi-Fi, it kind of started, but you didn't really have stable Wi-Fi to, to play games on. Um, yeah, and then the Zeldas, of course, Mario, um, then with the PS2, the Jack and Dexter games. So I was around a, like a lot of lots of different games, different stuff because my dad also worked for all of these. Um, my mom also plays all the Zelda games, the Mario games. Um, yeah, we we had these huge guidebooks, right? They they used to. Oh, I mean, they nice. they still do. They, they still mm -hmm. exist for the for the new Zelda games. Um, yeah, but these huge guidebooks for the games. My mom used to study them and and. Um, Reading three uh, these is, is is always fun, um, yeah. And then it kind of never went away. Then later in my youth, of course, it developed more into the um, PC direction. So the um, excessive amounts of World of Warcraft <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> um, maybe a bit too much, but mm. yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, and then. The, the other thing then also for gaming is esports, which I got really huge into with StarCraft 2 then. Um, yeah, StarCraft 2, League of Legends, Dota 2, all that kind of stuff. So so really, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's always been, been part of my life. Okay, okay. So I have a, a very difficult question for you because you mentioned Zelda. And although this is always a, a divisive... Uh, this is the Sega Lodge, but let's, let's talk about Nintendo for a little bit. Uh, which is your favorite Zelda game? Ah, uh, <laughs> not to, to me, put you on the spot, but yeah, no, I, I, I think I would say Wind Waker for GameCube. I, I couldn't really tell you why. I mean, of, of course, there's Ocarina of Time. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, but Wind Waker, I think I played the most as a, as a kid. Okay, yeah. It it's a great game. I never played the original, but I played the the HD version on the Wii U. Mm. Nice. I'm one of the like ten people who had a Wii U in. <laughs> yeah. it, it needed to exist, so so we have the Switch now. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it was yeah. a necessary evil. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but but I, I I I enjoyed it very much. I I'm I'm more of a recent Zelda fan, if that makes sense. I I think the first uh, the first one that I played was uh, a Link to the Past mm. through emulation. Uh, but in recent years, like like fifteen yeah. or probably fifteen years ago, not not more than that, and I I became a, a very huge Zelda fan actually. But yeah, yeah. It's... so I I appreciate I appreciate that yeah very much. Okay, I, I was I was worried because of of course I I grew up right like after the glory days of of the the Mega Drive and then the Dreamcast. We did have a Dreamcast. Okay, um, I I, re I do remember looking at it in my that's studio <laughs> but but sadly that's about it okay okay yeah yeah no no this this first part of the the episode will never air of course because we're 
Not, okay. not going to talk about Zelda and stuff on the show. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> I was yeah, but, I was worried, but but at least I mean, <laughs> I I did get in touch with with Sega way more in the company now, being being a three years. So that's mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do get got some stuff to talk about. <laughs> okay. Excellent. That's good. That's good. So you you mentioned that like the gaming aspect, which never went away. How did you get into the industry? Like, was that always like a dream? Was that like always the goal? So when I grow up, I'm going to work in the games industry in some capacity? Yeah, so it's kind of more of the same. It's kind of, it was a natural progression. Um, even for United Games and for Indian Games, my dad made trailers. Uh, and so that's how I got in touch with the company ultimately. Um, so yeah, the fascination was, was always there. I always wanted to work in the industry be it game design programming or now more in the project management producing direction um yeah so it's it's it was kind of a natural progression kind of a no-brainer i would say Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay so how did you start exactly with an internship quite like so i i I, uh, did university i did my bachelor's degree in international economics and japanese Um, okay and so yeah it made a lot of sense because we do have a strong focus also on Japanese games and kind of going into that direction. So there was also kind of a natural, perfect fit, I would say. So, yeah. Okay. And did you start uh, in in this company or somewhere else? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Indian Games was six months old when I joined. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that, what is your exact role right now? Currently, I'm doing project management. Um, and and this includes some uh, producing elements because for us we do lots of different games and emulation projects. Um, we are doing, uh, I guess, more traditional publishing. Um, so I, I handle lots of different things. And before that, I was doing product management, so being more focused on the the asset design. You know what shows up in the store, um, how the package looks, and and all that kind of stuff. So I've, I've kind of transitioned um, from position to position, but currently it's it's project management with a touch of producing. Okay. Okay. Is there like any of those aspects that's your favorite? That's you, you can say like this. This is what I really love to do. Yeah. So for one, it's I. I just like managing various different tasks and kind of yeah, being having more of a top-down view on everything. But also the more detailed and and finicky development aspects are always interesting, especially with us because with emulation projects and it's definitely a different approach and it's it's kind of niche in how you have to look at it um so yeah kind of also learning about the past especially from a development point of view is is quite interesting to me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it is interesting because you've actually um, probably uh, had the, the the chance of learning a lot because you've you guys have been working with you know older ips and and uh, games that obviously for us as Sega fans, the Wonder Boy series is is one that comes to mind, right? Yeah, there are lots of games that are older than me, <laughs> so that's that's <laughs> always uh, funny to think about. But yeah, the the Wonder Boy games, of course, um, one of the bigger IPs, also with Sega um, being in direct contact with the team from Reston Bit Ryuichi Nishizawa. I have a, a Wonder Boy shirt signed by him. Nice. So that's that's really cool and and <laughs> yeah experiencing kind of retrospectively but still 
um, the, these legacies and learning about them. That's that's really cool. And the Wonder Boy games, and we have different um different collections. The anniversary collection where there's every Wonder Boy in in every iteration, uh, the Japanese versions, the Western versions, because there there used to be differences, of course, more so than they are today. Um, yeah, so so that's been really fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, uh, you don't need to feel bad about learning about these or or experiencing the later in life because I grew up with the Mega Drive. I was, so I, I'm a little bit older than you. I was born in '84, uh, a little bit, uh, and uh, <laughs> but I, I never actually played the Wonder Boy games until you know recent years as well. Um, yeah. I do remember. I think I've mentioned this before at a certain point in this show, that I do remember one of the um, of the box arts for one of the games, the Wonder Boy games. Uh, that, that's a memory that I have, which is interesting. So I, I, I remember games that I have never experienced uh, from the box art. So I, I associate them with a certain time in my life because I was always seeing them because back in the day when you got a a Mega Drive, for example, the back of the box of the console itself had some screenshots uh, or like the pictures of the box art of games or inside games, you'd have like those posters with like a, like a, what was like a catalog of games that was available, that were available to, to purchase. And one of those was one of the Wonder Boy games. And I always thought, hmm, this, this looks interesting. I don't know what this is about. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not really related to the game itself, uh, now that I know what the game is, but it's one of those that I was always seeing and I associate with the Mega Drive. Yeah, this is also really interesting because we... Um if we take those games, for example, using assets or, or even the game itself, it's sometimes there just isn't a lot of material left that we, we can use and, and we can work with. Right? This this includes scans of exactly these uh, old cover sheets or old manuals, and it's really just it's 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 scans of the physical object and having to work with this. Um, that that can also be really fun because it's I think many people are used to having just hard drives full of, of different art assets and concept design. And sometimes we are very limited, but that's also mm. uh, sometimes yes. it, you need to be creative. So that's, that's <laughs> interesting sometimes. Yeah. Did you have access to a lot of stuff that wasn't uh, like readily available? I, I'm guessing yes, because in, in, in the, the collect, for example, for the Wonder Boy collection, you've included a lot of stuff that wasn't really, I think, anywhere or at least easily available, right? Yeah, so it's it's definitely a mix of being connected to uh, the developers themselves, and um, also in the community. And this is this is like a tight knit sphere of of people that are really um, into these games, right? So um, it's it's always kind of a mix of of gathering all these kinds of different things. Um, of course, ourselves being very uh, well versed. Um, in the whole sphere and, and probably no above average an above average level of, of have or have an above average level of, of these, these games and these old IPs, especially with Japan. Um, yeah, but there's always something that gets dug up somehow. It's always <laughs> exciting. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Very good. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing your experience. Yes. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll get more chance to to discuss this. But let's let's get into a little bit of uh, of air twister, right? So yeah. that's the the main goal of our conversation here. So yeah. air twister is for people who are not familiar. Like I don't think anyone needs to know this. They all do by now, but it's a game by Yu Suzuki, by Sega legend, video game legend, Yu Suzuki, right? Um, were you familiar at all with Yu Suzuki in terms of like maybe even just the name or knowing his legacy or anything? I I think I heard the name before and I was also familiar with some, uh, I've heard some games of his before with, without necessarily knowing that they, he made them. Um, I've heard of Virtua Fighter before. Um, Outrun, I think, I knew before. So, yeah, it, it's definitely in in some capacity you've heard of something he did. Okay, okay, yeah. excellent. Um, and so I I wanted to know a, a little bit more about the game, right? So this is a game that is out now. People can now experience it. Uh, it was f firstly available on Apple Arcade but now it's available on, on most modern systems. So can you share, if you if you know this at all, what, what inspired you, Suzuki, in the creation of this game? Yeah, so um, as if I rem don't quote me on this, but if I remember correctly, he was approached by Apple Arcade to design a game for them. And um, in the initial stages, they kind of tried to figure out what he wants to do and what, what they want, and I think they got together quite quickly so you know in these arcade routes it's just a game that you can start up and play you immediately know what's going on it's a bit simpler in terms of controls um and he wanted to do a shooter um really trying to capture this 80s 90s nostalgia i mean there's there's of course the natural connection of space harrier mm. um yeah and so he was also i think eager to work on a different ip after all these years i mean he has done the shenmue uh, three, of course, with WiseNet, yes. with this company. Um, but yeah, just an entirely different IP, new designs, new visuals, um, kind of being able to uh, express himself personally. So mm. yeah, there's, there's design-wise some inspiration um, from from the never-ending story, I think. So I think all these kinds of things got together and, and, and really um, yeah inspired him to, to make Air Twister and make it what it is. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Space Harry is the... The first thing that I think, for at least for Sega fans, will come to mind, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, another one is Panzer Dragoon. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that, like the Saturn game. That is, yeah. you know, because you're riding uh, an animal, a beast, or something. So it's actually that. That's also uh, something that, I, at least for me, like those are the two things that come to mind when I look at at Air Twister. Okay. Yeah. And in terms of gameplay, what are like the unique mechanics in this game that that people should be excited about. So if there's someone who hasn't yet tried the game, how would you like sell it to them in terms of yeah. gameplay? <laughs> so, so what's what's great to me, um, of course, being a bit younger and being used to some luxury in terms of technical possibilities, it's it's an it's a game that really feels like an arcade game, having now, of course, played a lot of them as well. But there's less technical restriction. So you have a lot of different game modes. You have a vast amount of unlocks, different cosmetics, different weapons. Um, so all these factors that were quite limiting in the past, they are eliminated. So it's a great mix of kind of this old, more simple style that's very easy to pick up, um, but also then lots of different game modes, different difficulties, um, 
yeah, the, there's the turbo mode that's really fun where you go double the speed um, or everything around you goes double the speed. Um, so it it's, can be really challenging. It's but also fair to play in the in the normal story mode. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's this this great mix of old and new. And I personally love the art style and the music. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's not not that easy to to get into. Not not hard. Sorry, not that hard to get into in terms of gameplay. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's not really like a game that. You feel like, oh no, this is very hard to control or anything. It flows really well. It's really nice. Yeah, to... where you just do half an hour of reading before you even finish the tutorial. Yeah, no, it's 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 <laughs> yeah, straightforward, but but still fun and still great. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's like you said, the visual style, the aesthetic of the game is definitely a a, a plus. How do you describe it to people? Because I can I I, I really. Don't know how to, to how to describe it without showing it to people. <laughs> yeah, it's it's difficult because every stage looks completely different. Uh, it's the the most pleasant form of a fever dream. <laughs> <I would say. laughs> um, yeah, but of course, some inspiration. Uh, quoting Suzuki San himself as as the never ending story, the movie. You know, floating buildings, floating rocks. That that kind of vibe, um, and just everything he personally likes in a in a fantasy world because it's less um and nothing against the usual sci-fi design of shoot-em-ups but that's of course the 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 easy go-to which has its charm for sure but it's kind of cool to to have a bit of refreshing visuals um my personal favorite stage is stage five um what comes to mind for me is alice in wonderland at first and it's like huge mushrooms and trees and yeah so it's it's definitely it's very strange design but it's it's great you really get to see something else in, in mm-hmm. each stage it, it feels to be like the natural progression when you think about space harrier this is what space Harrier would probably have looked like if yeah. he had access to the technology that he has today right to the yeah yeah right? that's also so. less less of a sci-fi design which we can later talk about the cotton games, by the way, which I'm a huge fan oh, of. Oh, yeah. Because they were some for, for the Sega uh, uh-huh. consoles. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm quite fond of the the less sci-fi design and just a bit more bit more out there. And, and, mm. and Space Hero are similar, yeah. Yeah, it, like some of the elements, obviously more simplistic because you didn't have... <laughs> he couldn't fit all that he did uh, into the game. that All that he did in Air, Air Twister, he couldn't do in, in Space Hero. But... It really feels like it's the same vibe, uh, yeah. You know, times a hundred or something. So it's it's really nice. It's like like fantasy and sci-fi. That's that's a good good description. Yeah, yeah. And it, also, I th- I think yeah. one good way to put it, and because of course this, it's not supposed to necessarily be space area, but but more modern. But it's <clears throat> it's to me interesting because it's it just feels like it's what Yu Suzuki likes to do and and just the design he likes and so taking the the formulas for a arcade style shooting game with a certain fantasy design kind of to him leads up to this mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. sort of design which i think is really really cool and really interesting yeah i feel like it's it's a little bit unfair when we're always or at least I am always mentioning. Oh, this reminds me of this past work, this previous yeah. work, right? When maybe he just wants this to be known and and looked at from a different perspective. This is its its own thing, 
So yeah, yeah, but it 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 can't be helped. <laughs> no, it's it's fair for sure, but it's 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 unique enough. I would yeah, say. It's it is definitely it is. kind of close and familiar, but also unique in its own sense. For sure, for sure. You mentioned the cotton games. That's a good good shot as well, right? So it has like the same vibe of uh, like this fantasy world, right? Yeah, yeah. So the cotton games, we have almost released all of them by now. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I've worked on all of them. And so when I started, I was kind of, I don't want to say put off, but it was strange. But over the years, I've, I've really gotten to appreciate the this more out there design, strange design. Um, and one of the weirder ones was definitely Panorama Cotton for the Mega Drive. Um, yeah, that that is some some strange the cutscenes. There's a very weird dialogue that happen or like text box that happens if you beat the game on the hardest difficulty and get a million points, which is not easy to do, of course. Um, but it's multiple slides of some strange stuff about Silk's belly button. So Silk, Cotton's uh, fairy companion, and it's just talking about her belly button. And that's of quite course. strange to read. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> I, I like stuff that's kind of a bit out there and a bit weird, but it's at least very personal, very, yeah, very different, I guess. Um, there we go. There, yeah. We're coming back to the fever dream again, right? Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So, by the way, yeah. So you've you've almost released all of them, right? So, yeah. You so have the a, last, like the big collection um, of games available. Yeah. So uh, we have done uh, Fantastic Night Dreams, the first one, and then Hundred mm -hmm. Percent and Panorama Cotton, and uh, I I feel like I'm missing one. There's and there, I mean Cotton one. Reboot, of course, the new one, and yeah. then um, there's the last Shoot 'em Up Cotton. I need to be careful here because there's one more that's very strange. Um, uh, Rainbow Cotton for the Dreamcast. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. So this is what uh, we are working on right now. Actually, uh, this is going to okay. release. Um, I, I think Q one twenty four. So so first half next year. Mm -hmm. Um, that's also a really really fun and interesting project because it's a bit more development work. Um, yeah, I I can't go into too much detail yet. I don't think, and I don't want to say anything, uh, anything wrong. But but we're working on that, and and with that we have all cotton shoot em ups there's pachinko Excellent. cotton as well which is okay it it i would love to to do it just for you know for completionist sake but it's it's of course less uh i guess maybe oh maybe i'm missing like, the, the boomerang like an and, and i'm missing cotton 2 and boomerang we, we have also done the, the collector's edition for that one mm -hmm. yeah Excellent, excellent. Okay, so yeah, I I need to get more into the cotton games. To be honest, I I played a few, but I need to yeah go back it, to it, and it, like look at them. I'm not very good at at shoot 'em ups. Uh, I'm not very are, good at games yeah, they, in general. It's interesting. But... Yeah, it's they are. I mean, they are mostly scripted, right? So you kind of if if you just learn everything, but that's of course very grindy. But to me, you know, with the esports interest and stuff, mm -hmm. I'm used to grindy games so that's it's it's fun to me but the cottons yeah the i think the earlier ones so um cotton 100 is good to get into all the the new cotton uh fantasy or in japan it's called cotton rock and roll um that's also available which is an entirely new cotton game um which is probably also a good way to get into it 
Yeah, okay. but I'm internally in the company to some known as Mr. Cotton. So I'm. <laughs> if you need help on cotton games, just ask me. That's fine. Okay, okay. Well, I, I think we'll need to do a special cotton episode of the Sega Launch oh, I, that, soon that, 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 and have great. you back for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome, awesome. Okay. Uh, you mentioned the music, which I think is a big plus, uh, at least for me. I don't know if this is the same for everyone. I imagine it's not what people will probably be expecting from like a video game by Yusuzuki. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. But it's as a big, 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 huge Queen fan, this is this is just amazing for me. Uh, and this is obviously by Valencia. Uh, how did this happen? How did Yusuzuki and Valencia, you know, collaborated why did this happen does it really yeah. feel like it fits but it does it's it's so yu suzuki was a fan of his before uh he started doing air twister and he just kind of envisioned his music and 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 thought it fitting for the game and um basically created with some existing music of valencia some clips and to kind of show how it represents the visual design and contacted him on, on social media because he didn't have any contact details. Um, but yeah, he was a fan before and contacted him, sent him the stuff and, and he liked it and, and it went from there. So they, they did need to change some lyrics of the songs because it wasn't, you wouldn't expect a song about I don't, a breakup or something uh, <laughs> in a shooting up, but, but with those changes, yeah. And, and I think as well, it, it works great. It's, strange I, I get that it can be polarizing but but i really like it it is it is it is great right it, yeah. polarizing more because of the surprise of it i think uh yeah it kind of fits i think yeah it's it's different yeah. it's different but definitely yeah. definitely a plus uh i would say one of the highlights of the game for me you know, yeah it, i agree it, it wouldn't be the same without without this soundtrack yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, very good. Um, so you you have you had the chance to actually directly collaborate with Yu Suzuki or not really? Uh, yeah, no, we 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 talk to him and his team uh, quite regularly, actually. Mm -hmm. So it, it was always kind of a back and forth because we do always try to um, continue what the the developer and the creator of the game envisioned and kind of in their communication as, as well of course um so texts are assets that of course gets gets uh shown to them and and so we we were in close contact for for quite some time this this of course always a lot of coordination in terms of development in terms of all the different setup the release planning so yeah we we were able to to talk to him directly i wasn't able to personally meet him unfortunately but my colleague Alice um, met them in at LucaCon in Italy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's that's I'm I'm kind of jealous. That would be nice. <laughs> okay, maybe next time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So any any interesting stories about that? About like any kind of uh, uh, feedback that you got, or anything that you would like to tell us, or and you can obviously. Yeah, and there's, there's, of course, some stuff I can say. I mean, there were the usual uh, difficulties, not necessarily with, with Yusuzuki or WiseNet. It's more like the usual stuff that during publishing, you know, with some... I don't want to call out any one platform here, but there's, there's always some difficulties. Um, but 
and with Wisenet, it went really smooth. It was a great experience overall to to work with them. They were very responsive. I, I think it really um, worked out quite well. That also uh, a quick shout out to Joel, who's the uh, translator who who for Wisenet, and we did a lot of communication, of course, with him. Um, yeah, so he was also great to work with. Um, yeah, other than that, it's it's our first Steam release, which is nice, which of course posed some additional challenges, some research on, on some specifics, but yeah, so that's mm. that's kind of cool. Excellent. Yeah, very good. Um so what what exactly was your not your your Felix uh role, but like United Games or in-in games role in all of this, apart from the publishing? Did you do any kind of technical stuff? Or were there um, others sporting the yeah. games and stuff? So they were handling the porting mostly. Um, but we are, mm. since we have a lot of experience with porting to consoles, you know, the, the control setup, because that's, of course, kind of a challenge since it came from Apple Arcade. Um, luckily, there were already controller or gamepad yeah. control schemes. So that was kind yeah. of a bit easier. Um but what we mainly were able to offer, I think, is all the expertise on how to set specific stuff up for the different platforms. Because um, nowadays, I feel like um, I know, for especially for my experience, a disproportionate amount about especially physical publishing, um, the setup there, because that's always kind of different, right? So nowadays, lots of people do only digital, only Steam even, maybe, Um yeah, so we, we we did help a lot there, and all handled mm -hmm. all the all the tech setup, all the submissions, and and all that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's where the like the back and forth happened, right? Yeah, and then of course for because um, we are also releasing a physical edition. Um, yeah, all all that coordination. There's of course a bit more trouble than just you know having the game, having some graphics for the store. Um, there's the physical production, there's a manual or an instruction sheet inside of the case. And um, mm. then, of course, the collector's edition by Strictly Limited Games, which where there's a ton of uh, cool items that also take a lot of effort to do. An art book, um, a biography on Yu Suzuki. Um, and yeah, that usually takes just a lot of coordination that we got all the facts right. And, and we really put in the effort to get everything right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, excellent. So, in in terms of like um, all of the games that you worked on, is this one of the most? Was this one of the most complex projects, or not really? It was more one of the easier ones, I would say. Actually, okay, because I mean, it's at least um, a, a modern game being just ported for the platforms. I mean, it gets really, really tricky and interesting when you get to the um, get to the the retro games, especially like the arcade games, where maybe there's no emulator, so custom we we need to create a custom emulator, um, try and access some source code because there might be some stuff we need to take out for let's say legal reasons or some logos, you know that mm -hmm. um, that's kind of outdated. So it's it's it was actually one of the I'd say more straightforward projects. Okay, yeah. that's nice. It's nice. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> nice to have sometimes. That's I don't mind it. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Very good. Excellent. Now that the game is out, so obviously this all happened before the game launched. I'm guessing when the game is out, it can you can either give a, a big sigh of relief or hold your breath 
waiting for people's reactions, right? I don't know which one usually happens more. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely a mix of both. Um, to me, I I guess in in my role personally, I'm happy when the game is approved by the platforms, right? So Nintendo or Sony, they they are looking at the game, of course, and it can be ordered on the cartridge or it's, it can be released. Mm -hmm. um, I leave the rest to to marketing and sales, right? So I don't, um, yeah. That's to to me. It's more of a sigh of relief, but obviously, it's it's not done now. There's this marketing campaigns. There's mm -hmm. there's definitely attention that that still needs to be paid. But for me personally, it's it's a sigh of relief. Okay. Also. Okay. Excellent. Very good. And so the, my next question has to do with that. Uh, to with, with the community's reaction, with the the players' reaction. So I think. You know, there was an audience uh, on Apple Arcade, of course, of course there was, but it not as huge as the one that is there is now with yeah. the the multi-platform aspect of this release. So, how has the reaction been? What is the feedback that you guys have been having from from Air Twister? Yeah, so for one, it's it's uh, we hear a lot that it's great that we are bringing this to all the consoles that it's finally finally a bit more accessible. Um, and then especially, of course, the, the passionate Yu Suzuki fans, they, they are really happy about it. The feedback is great there. Because um, that's always an interesting position that we are in, that if we are dealing with these either big IPs or just, you know, legacies of people, of publishers, of developers, um, there's a good chance there's someone that knows more about this than I do <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I, I try to be informed as much as I can. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I do have a different uh, different information angle there. But um, yeah, so there's there's lots of passionate Yu Suzuki fans that are really happy it's it's now playable. So that's that's great. Also with Steam, with all the different consoles. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, by the way, a great uh, Steam Deck game. It works great on the Steam Deck, by the way. Yeah. I'm, I don't I'm, think I'm it's, really happy it's, about it. Yeah, I don't think it's officially like uh, uh, verified by by Valve, or at least wasn't a couple of days ago. But it works great. So yeah, no, we that's that's one of the concerns I had because we kind of needed to figure out Steam a bit, and we had some experience in the company, of course, um, also from from past jobs and everything. But um, yeah, once I saw that, I was kind of relieved because obviously we have the the Switch background. Um, that's usually one of our stronger platforms, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's it's a great Steam Deck game. It works well for for exactly like these kinds of situations. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's how I've been playing it <laughs> personally. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it's great. There's a lot of content for people to play. A lot of hours that people can put into this game and and enjoy it for sure. Twister is the most recent game by Sega legend Yu Suzuki, a style of gameplay that reminds me of a mix of Space Harrier and Panzer Dragoon, with a very special soundtrack by acclaimed Dutch musician and composer Valencia. Thanks to in, in Games, we're giving away a code for the Steam version of Air Twister to one of our lucky listeners. To enter the giveaway, head over to thesegalounge.com slash airtwister and complete one or more of the actions indicated on the page. Each of them is worth an entry into the raffle. Entries close on Monday, November 27th at 11.59pm GMT. The winner will be announced on Tuesday, November 28th on our social media. 
That's thesegalounge.com slash airtwister, open until November 27th. So Felix, uh, I feel like we, we should take a little break here from from talking because, you know, you're getting tired and there's always a tradition here on the Sega Lounge, which is something I like to call the Sega Lounge Challenge. Now that you know our guests, it's time to put them to the test. It's the moment we've waited for and the moment they dread. Welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. So we didn't didn't really talk about this in advance. But so what is the Sega Lounge challenge? It can be anything I want, if I'm being honest. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Exciting. So I, I thought to myself, so we're we're talking about a Yu Suzuki game. And having played them or not, you at least know um, and you should probably have like a list of, you know, or in your head of some of the, the games that Yu Suzuki has worked on. But I played this the other day with another guest. Uh, I thought to myself, can you identify the game from the description at the backs of the box art? Oh, okay. okay? So, uh, you know, it's a Yu Suzuki game. These are all Yu Suzuki games. Okay. I will read the English description, the back of the box art, and then you'll tell me if you think you know what the game is. Okay. okay. So let's let's start with with an easy one. Okay. I, I'll I'll have to redact some of these, otherwise we'll spoil mm -hmm. the the titles. But so let's start with this one. Sega Saturn, which is a hint unleashes the state-of-the-art fighting simulator that rocked the arcade world. With all 700-plus special arcade moves, all nine polygon-based fighters, super-smooth sprite scaling, and groundbreaking 3D graphics, Redacted is the fastest, most awesome punch-em-up ever. That must be Virtua Fighter? Maybe? Are you sure? What gave it away? It's oh. it's it's a fighting game. <laughs> it's the, okay. That's an easy one. That's <laughs> correct. Okay. Yes. Good. At of least course. One. That's I take it. <laughs> <laughs> one point. Good job. Good job. Yes. That's that's uh, that was an easy one. Okay. Yeah. So that's the first one. Let's go with number two. Okay. Let's let's take a look at another one. Okay. Hmm. Let's see this one. Brought to you by Top Game Coders AM2. This pixel-perfect conversion of the smash hit coin-op contains all the bumper-to-bumper -bumper action found in the stunning arcade original. Crash and bash your way through three grueling tracks featuring true 3D graphics plus many hidden game modes. I am not sure... Any idea? I, I Any idea what, what kind of game too. this could be from the description? Could it be Outrun? 
Why? That's a game I know. <laughs> to be honest. So it, it, it is, there is talk about um, arcade original. So Outrun is an arcade original. Um, there are tracks. So maybe, yeah. It's the racing game. Mm. So your your answer is your guess is I'm I'm staying with Outrun because I'm Outrun? I just I, I can't yep. Okay. Okay. Your answer is incorrect. Incorrect. No, it was Daytona USA. Daytona yeah. USA, which yeah. he worked on I, as well. In I, some I blanked. capacity. Okay, it's yeah. okay, it's okay. So it wasn't meant to be easy. It wasn't meant to be easy. Yeah. Okay, let's look at another one. Okay, Felix. Okay. Open your eyes to the most compelling form of interactivity ever experienced outside the real world. Redacted is a passionate and gripping story captured in a beautifully rendered 3D world brought to life using magic weather and time control technologies. Interact with a huge cast of characters with movements as intricate as a twitch of a finger. Experience real-time fighting and discover the host of online features available. This is clearly not a game, but an experience never to be forgotten. I agree. Hmm. That does sound a lot like Shenmue 3. Why? It open world, uh, close to real life, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cast so of characters, yeah. it says like it's uh, something that has never been seen before and stuff. So you think that's... Uh, is it another Shenmue or am I just off? Oh, do I? Uh, maybe. Should have just said, said Shenmu. Then I, I say Shenmu 2. Or maybe. Or Shenmu 1. Oh my God, you're right. How could it go? Oh, it's amazing. Well amazing. done. That's it. Very good. <laughs> this was the, the description the, of the first was, one. Yeah. yeah, that makes <laughs> lots of sense in hindsight. Yeah. Okay. Right? Like the original one. Like the original one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, very good. You're doing great. Doing great. Two, two points. Let's let's look at another one. Okay, I think this. Oh, this is easy. This is too easy. Okay, let's see. You scream off the carrier. There is no time to think. You are caught in a swarm of enemy aircraft, and more are dead ahead. They're closing in at Mach five as your machine gun starts blasting. Am I just blanking on the name now? It, it continues. Ah, no. Nothing oh. can prepare you for the incredible speed of the attack. Hit your... Redacted. Dive and twist. Throw your plane into a 360 roll as the enemy spins by so close you almost touch wingtips. I might be blanking on the name. Mm -hmm. What kind of game is it? 
Let's, let's shoot him up flying. Mm-hmm. Ah, what was it called? Uh, Afterburner? Was it called that? There is a, uh, a game called Afterburner. Yes. Yeah, could it be that? Could it be that, though? Could it? It could, but it is it. It isn't. So this is actually, I will give you the point, yes. Okay. It's Afterburner 2, which was released uh, on the Mega Drive, but okay. the first one wasn't, so, you know, yeah, that's uh, that's a good, a, good, a good guess. So one point, yes, it was Afterburner, Afterburner. Okay. One more. Okay. Okay, one more. Okay, let's go with this one. This is an interesting one. Laser blasts and dodge your way through a frantic fantasy land swarming with unbelievable monsters and mutoids constantly coming at you. Accelerate through this arcade classic and answer the distress call or pay the ultimate penalty. Wow. Too much. Mm-hmm. Um, it does sound it. like Space Harrier, doesn't it? Oh, you're asking me? Yes. I, I mean, I, I mean <laughs> just maybe second guessing. I must say Space mm-hmm. Harrier. Uh, yes. That's not very sure either way, but okay. I'm just second guessing myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, Space Harrier? Yeah. Yeah, Space Harrier. Good job, Space Harrier. This was actually I read the the description of the 32x uh, game. So the mm. 32x, which was that add-on that you could, you know, insert on top of the Mega Drive. No yeah, one's heard yeah, of it. I, yeah. No one's heard of it. I, I've yeah. seen pictures. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the best way to experience the 32x by seeing pictures. Yeah. <laughs> All the okay. 32x fanboys are now just screaming <laughs> at me. <laughs> okay, um, let's do another one. Let's do another one. We're, we're five question, five games in. Let's do another one. Look, number six. Okay. You're a redacted. Putting your life on the line is your job. Staying alive is your challenge. Split-second decision-making, timing, and lightning-fast reflexes are what it takes in this adrenaline-pumping game of cat and mouse. (laughs) Dirtbags pop out of virtually every hiding place with their guns aimed, cocked, and ready to shoot you. So exciting. Intense, yeah. Intense. Um, I'm not sure I have a guess. This is the US version, by the way. I don't don't have the... The European version. Oh no, no! The European version is much, much cooler, much, much like it, much, much more chill. Yeah, yeah. It's time to plug in your optional redacted and deal out some justice. That's so, yeah. That's more chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and that Any should guesses? be quite the hint, right? The your optional. Like There's an optional, an optional thing that you can use. I what, I don't uh, that... think I will get it. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the optional is the optional virtual gun. 
and the game is Virtua Cop. No points. Oh, of course. Yeah, Virtua that Cop. makes a whole lot of sense. The US version, actually, they are popping out of every corner and, and trying to shoot you, so that, that actually helps. Yeah. Okay, a couple more, Felix. Number seven. I think this one will be easy, very easy. Across the sea from a distant land in the east, he shall appear. The epic adventure of Redacted is reborn once again as Ryo Hazuki arrives in Hong Kong on his continued mission to avenge his father's death and discover the truth behind the Phoenix Mirror. 50-50 chance, I would, I would say. <laughs> Is it Shenmue 2? Could be. What gave it away? Hong Kong, the character names. <laughs> <laughs> it could also be Shenmue 3, but... <laughs> but not... It actually couldn't. It actually couldn't. No, ah, no. he's not in on, um, on Hong Kong anymore in Shenmue 3. So yes, this is Shenmue 2. Okay. Yes, yes. This was the D Dreamcast version, the European one, yeah. which had this description okay. uh, in the back of the box. Okay, so three left, three left. This okay. is hard mode now, Felix. You have one, two, three, four, five points. So good job, good job. Let's see if you can get a few more. Okay. Evil threatens the world of redacted armies of the evil king Tsarkon march in conquest all hearts look to you the son of good king eric the fifth to end the madness and this is like a whole the whole box so at the end it says be ready for hundreds of hours of adventure gameplay Save up to three different games. Can you imagine that? With battery backup. Also kind of a hint. <laughs> but I, I think I'm not familiar enough. I, I don't know, I think. This is a Mega Drive game. Yeah. Not really the the, the most like well-known Yu Suzuki game. I yeah, I, like I don't a think little I know. different. Okay, so no answers, no guesses? No. No? Okay. This is called Sword of Vermilion. Okay. No points. No points. Sword of I, Vermilion. I will look an, it up. <laughs> an action RPG for the Mega okay. Drive, released in, uh, in Japan in 1989, so in Europe, 1991. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Interesting game, interesting game. Okay, we have um, we have two more, right? We have two more. Mm -hmm. So which one should I go with? Okay, I think I'll go with this one. I think this is very, very hard. No, that it's one's not. Hard. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Drive across every landscape imaginable in Redacted. The ultimate race against time. Use your driving skills to show the world that you are the champion of the highways. And that's I, it. That's I, all it says. Yeah. Um, I, I'll just say Afterburner 1. Just I, I don't know. It's just a wild guess. 
You drive, but you drive here, so. Oh, am I completely confusing it with the other one? Mm. Maybe, maybe one that you've already. That one, but the first part, I don't remember. So the one that you you drive, like, it's out, something. Uh, It's Outrun. So Outrun, the first one. Outrun. Very good. It's Outrun. Indeed. Yes. (laughs) I I take those. That's okay. (laughs) Always take those. Yes, yes. This is not easy. Always, always do. Okay, last one. Number 10. Are you ready, Felix? Yes. This is the big one. Okay. Prepare yourself. Take flight with Redacted. The new all-out rail shooter by legendary arcade developer Yu Suzuki. That's all all you'll get. I I had a feeling this was coming, yes. I think this might be Air Twister. Air Twister? Why? Yeah, I never heard of it. <laughs> it's, is, is that even a new game? game? I tell you about it. <laughs> so yeah, you're I, saying I Air Twister? Yes, final answer. You, th- you think I would go with that for my I, final I game? did have a feeling. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Oh, you were waiting for it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. oh, yes, great. well done, well done. Very good. Good job. So those were 10 Yu Suzuki games in in a very short time. You did a great job, actually. You know, I didn't Somewhere help that I, much. I, not that much, maybe, but but you did it for some. Just but a I, little I bit. That's Just okay. a little bit. Good job. Good job. That means you get the official Sega Lounge seal of approval. Good Amazing. Job, Felix. Very great. Good. Thank you. Thank you for playing. <laughs> My pleasure. Okay. Very good. So now you can breathe again. Yeah. Breathe. Excellent. Very good. So back to so obviously Air Twister is now available. People can get it, can enjoy it. Um, would you like to in this final part of our chat to talk a little bit about like other um, Indian games projects that uh, uh, like we've already mentioned Cotton, for example. We've talked about Wonder Boy, the Wonder Boy collection and stuff. Is there anything for people listening to us that you are like really proud of and would like to to promote, talk about? Hmm. So one of my favorite stories to just tell to anyone, even that maybe if they aren't that familiar with games, is uh, about Clockwork Aquario. I you might be familiar with it. Um, yep. Which is a game developed by Western Bit, so the Wonder Boy developers by Ryuichi Nishizawa. Um, and the game was never finished. So it was supposed to be the last arcade game from Western Bid. Um, but yeah, it just ended up being scrapped because of course of the with the home consoles kind of on the rise. So it was just never finished. Um, and it, the existence of it was known. So there were some leaks or some information on the internet. But it, it yeah, there, there was no way to, to play it. It just yeah wasn't available to, to that degree. And so we went out and contacted all the old developers, tried to just scrap everything together, together that we could. Um, and yeah, f- finished the game, basically. And the cool part is that we actually have a Guinness World Record for the game, which is longest development time start to finish, technically. <laughs> um, there was some pause in it, but yeah, it's I think 
It's 28 years and 81 days, I think. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know who we took this from. I, I don't want to give any, any false credit here. Yeah, but we, we took it from some known IP, which is which is funny. Okay, <laughs> so we, we interesting. What, was there... Yeah. Was was it not that much of a difference? I I think it was kind of close. Yeah, really. Okay. I think. Okay, interesting. <laughs> I can't think of a, of another game that took like twenty something years to be released. That's interesting. Okay, yeah. that's great. Yeah, that's a a, a great award. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a it, great. It's, it's also is a great game. It's sad that it didn't got finished, but it's it's really quirky. Also got the arcade vibe mm -hmm. you know just easy to pick up just play it's kind of the the platformer kind of um you know mario brothers game mm -hmm. vibe but more colorful and more more japanese even like more in your face japanese which is always fun in the <laughs> arcades yeah excellent excellent uh, uh did you get to work closely with yushi nishizawa for any of these projects or you yourself personally or not really me myself not quite because um, this was all kind of when I joined the company. So it was, I guess, the, let's say, more important project. So they weren't necessarily <laughs> given to me. And also at that time, I, I started in product management and marketing. Um, so it was kind of less on the coordination of development side of things. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but it, I, at least I did, um, did work on them to some degree, be it marketing, be it a bit of product management, bit of administrative stuff. So... Yeah, I did get to experience the tail end of it, I guess. Okay, okay. And for the other Wonder Boy games, uh, same thing or? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, I joined when I think uh, the Wonder Boy Asha, so Asha and Monster World, right? Mm -hmm. which, which is the um, remake of Monster yep. World 4. Four. Um, and for that, I, I you know did the usual internship work of kind of recording footage, recording screenshots, um, recording a full playthrough of the game. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of got to got in touch with all these games quite, quite early, but this was all when I, when I joined. Okay. Did you die a lot playing Asha in Monster World? It's, <laughs> I have a passionate, uh, disdain for any ice levels <laughs> so there's the, yes. the, I think the third world is the ice world and yes. I, I, I can't it on in regardless of game it's just the the sliding around <laughs> mechanics I'm, I'm having lots of difficulty dealing with those so that one yeah that was kind of rough <laughs> i i think i i can remember it's it's been a, a couple of years at least like was it 2020 2021 can't remember uh it, yeah, maybe Probably. early twenty one or, or late early, twenty. Yeah, 20. I remember I, did, I I reviewed the game for this show and 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 played this, mm. um, but I, I can't remember comparing uh, the two. Which one is harder, the original or this one? I I imagine the original is a little bit harder, uh, and and yeah, kind I, of I frustrating. So. And that's yeah. the that's the most frustrating part of the game. Uh, yeah, you know, in both games, in both games, but yeah. Uh, yeah, the original, sure. the original, much, much more. I think, yeah. So I yeah. can relate. I can relate. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a great game. It's a, a game oh, that I enjoy yeah. very much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's it's a great remake as well. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So people can check out uh, uh, all the games uh, on your website, right? So in ingames.com, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I think let me check. <laughs> yeah, in, in ingames.com, yes. Um, yeah, so there's links to we, we have followed these games. Uh, these most of them have physical editions as well. I mm-hmm. personally kind of appre- started appreciating the the physical games more when I finally got a Switch uh, a few years back. Because I mean, my PC doesn't even have a disc drive anymore but, but for, for the switch so i i do appreciate the physical versions for for some of these games um and of course all the uh usual platforms um playstation and and, and switch and soon also some of them uh go to xbox actually there's this mm-hmm. can i don't I, i'm not sure what i can say and what i can't but but that's that's planned so okay yeah be on the lookout for Xbox versions of yeah, of which, some which of is these great. Games. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I think that's great. You know, regardless of the platform of your preference, having everything available everywhere is should be the way to go when possible. Yeah. So yeah. everyone can actually enjoy the games and play them where they want, how they want. Right. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Very good. So anything, uh, Felix, that you want to add for people listening in, uh, Air Twister fans, uh, video game fans in general, anything you'd like to share before we, before I ask you my final question? Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So for me, my personal experience, I mean, I, I have kind of a different view, I would say, because I didn't necessarily grow up, grow up with all of these games, but I having worked with them and looking into them more, I, I do appreciate um, the games for, for what they are and also kind of how they ultimately also made video games what they are today. So that's really, really cool learning about the older games and kind of where stuff comes from. Um, maybe even, you know, sources and games you haven't necessarily heard of, but kind of checking those out, learning about those, That's that, that can be fun for anyone. And to me, I really gained a newfound uh, respect, I guess, for 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 these older games. So they they do deserve a spot, and I think this is also what we are doing with Inin, kind of preserving these games because they they are still great to play and still really cool. Um, yeah. yeah. So check them out. Great. Definitely agreed. Agreed. Recommended. Yeah. Do do check them out. Yeah. Excellent. By the way, have you played Shenmue? Any of the Shenmue games? I have not. And, okay. but but I I watched playthroughs of it, so I don't okay. play too many story based games myself mm-hmm. because I'm you know with the which I mentioned at the start the the esports thing I'm very much in this you know grindy games I play mm. League of Legends, Dota two, um, Super Smash Brothers, like all these games where the first one hundred hours are the tutorial, um, but I do very much enjoy watching them and and okay. I, I did watch a Shenmue three uh, playthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. It's it's I can understand that it's not for everyone like the series itself. Uh especially the first two games probably for people who are not familiar who were who didn't play them back when they got released. Uh it's probably a little bit harder now to get into them. Uh mm-hmm. but they're my favorite games, so yeah. Oh, <laughs> my favorite series. <laughs> Hence the question. Yeah. Okay, but that's not my final question. My final question is always the same, Felix. Uh, back in the 1990s, 
so in the US, the Mega Drive was known as the Genesis, as you probably yeah. know. And they had like a, a, a an advertising campaign saying that the Genesis had blast processing. And so it made the console faster than the competition, more powerful. So I usually ask my guests, if, and let's imagine blast processing is a real thing. So if you could add blast processing to anything in the world, what would it be and why? <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> oh, that's difficult. <laughs> there are no wrong answers. Oh, you know what? The Switch. My Nintendo <laughs> Switch. Because <laughs> it's... It, it's it's a great console, but it's a little bit frustrating, especially for me coming from PC. And it's, oh, yeah, wh why why it, it needs <laughs> why doesn't it have a bit better performance, right? So yeah, all Nintendo Switches around the world. Yeah, I can really feel the frustration in your voice. Like, yeah, the, why? The Wii, for me, it was done when the Wii did not have HDMI. And it mm -hmm. released roughly at the same time as the Xbox 360 yeah. and the PS3. The, That's yeah, when they started doing their own thing, right? And yeah, not caring yeah. about the, the industry standard or anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I'm hoping for a, a, a new Nintendo Switch next yeah, year. Yeah, me too. I'm Which, because it usually entails a new Smash Brothers game. So <laughs> that's for me the main incentive. <laughs> where, where did they go from this one, though? That's a Good mm. question, but the market there's there's interesting stuff. It's on the rise. There's um, Nickelodeon All Stars Pro Two, which just released. There's uh, Rivals of Ether Two, which the Kickstarter started recently. Um, Multiverses is still in development, so maybe there's some some com competition tends to help sometimes. So okay, okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, so twenty twenty four, the year of the new Switch, whatever that is. Yeah. And better performance for games. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Felix, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for coming thank on you. the Sega Lounge. Really thank appreciate it. Thank you so much it. for having me. It's, it was I, really I'll, fun. I'm going to note down that that cotton special coming up yep. next Rainbow year. Cotton. And I'll, I'll bring you back to talk about cotton. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. All the best thank for you. your work at Inin and for Air Tracer as well. Thank you so much. again to Felix for coming on the show and also a big shout out to Ed also from in and games for his help setting this up and for the steam code we're giving away remember to head over to thesegalounge.com slash air twister to enter the giveaway closes on November 27th if you already own air twister I hope you're enjoying it let us know your thoughts on the game on twitter at the Sega Lounge. I'd love to hear from you and that's it for this week's show. I'll be back next week with one more guest. This time, someone somewhat related, somewhat, to the Mega Drive. So I hope you come back next week and check it out. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Sega Lounge. 
Have a great week. Enjoy all of the games. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. The Sega Lounge, hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of live shows and podcasts. Theme song and incidental music by OSC. Find them at opusciencecollective.bandcamp.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to podcast at thesegalounge.com. Find us at The Sega Lounge on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. A Mixed On Productions podcast.